Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Welcome. Okay, so today we're talking about acceptance or expectation. So the overall question I'm asking today is, do you accept others as they are? What about you? Do you accept yourself for who you are? Or are you always looking for other people and yourself to change? Now, I uh, fully admit that I have led a life of change, growth, and kind of getting better, and I've expected other people to as well. For example, uh, you know, my, my business name is Grow By One, right? So I am a change and transformation expert. I literally have hundreds of hours of training uh, and more uh, more experience than that in helping individuals, groups, organizations, and systems through change process. So the, the change process is definitely um, expecting change, right? Expecting growth, except expecting something different. So there's a difference between accepting, let's say, the organization for where it is, right? And uh, expecting some growth, right? Um, So one of the things that I do when I'm strategic planning with an organization is we celebrate everything that we've done and who we've become up until this point. We accept who we are. And instead of saying we're broken and we need to be fixed, we say, okay, what else needs to be blessed? How can we go into our future, right? So while there's this level of accepting where we are, it's also how can we have more of the good that we say we want, okay? Now, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But lately, I'm also having this new awareness that there's really no growth needed Growth signifies that we're too small, right? It's really more of a remembering. So a remembering of how awesome we are. So for example, um, if you look at the things in nature that are unchanging, right? They're constant. So as I'm looking out my window, I've got all of these trees. Um, We've got our cat. Uh, the cat's not part of the example, but she's she's sitting here looking, literally looking at me through the window. I find it hilarious. But you can look at the ocean, the stars, the sun, the moon. Now, they all have different expressions, don't they? So, for example, where I live in the state of Michigan in the United States, we have four seasons. Arguably four, but we won't go there. So right now, as I'm recording this, this is the height of summer. Um, it's beautiful. There's green everywhere. The wildflowers are out, so we've got all kinds, like a rainbow of colors, okay? However, in the winter, there's no green, right? So the trees stay constant, but yet their expression changes, right? Kind of like the ocean and the tides. The ocean stays the same, but it's going to express itself differently depending on where you are. Stars are the same way. You know, we say that constellations move. The constellations don't move, we move, but you can, I've got this cool app. Of course, I can't remember what it is, but you basically point your phone up into the sky and it tells you where all the stars and the planets are. I love it. It's so fun. But their expression changes over time, right? So they stay the same, but they express themselves differently. Okay. Now in their constancy, 
we love them the same, don't we? We don't look at a tree in the, in the winter in Michigan and say, why aren't you green? We understand the nature of that tree. We understand it's not going to be green in the winter. Also, if we look at a tree and we notice there's no green on it at the height of summer, that signifies to us it may be dead. And then, if you're my almost 18-year-old son, that means you cut it down and hopefully don't chop off a body part, okay? But we appreciate and observe the different expressions and notice their consistency, right? Anybody who loves to hang out at the beach, what, what do you love about that? There's the sand, there's the, um, you know, the, the, the sound of the waves. And depending on where you are here in Michigan, we've got Great Lakes, so we could go just about anywhere. I'm in the middle of the state, so two to three hours and I can be on any one of the lakes. Um, but maybe you go to the beach, right, to the ocean. Um, so you not only have the sand on your feet, you've got maybe the sun on your face, you, you're hearing the, the um, waves come in and out, but you can also smell that salty air, right? So you appreciate its consistency. You know, hey, as long as the weatherman says it's good to go to the beach today, you know kind of the experience you're going to have, right? Because it's consistent. Now, it might be a little bit different, could be a little hotter or cooler, right? But you know that it's going to be there. So what if, just like nature, what if we're all unchanging? Just sit with that for a second. What if we're all consistent like that? What if we're an eternal unchanging soul with different expressions? Okay. What would happen if we just love people where they're at and don't expect them to change? I, I asked this the other day, I think on, on a Facebook question, and you know, one of the responses was basically, um, no, I couldn't love you if you're not going to grow because that's a, a value of mine. And I was like, okay, I don't even know where to start with that. First of all, if you're loving someone else based on your values, that is definitely conditional love. You have conditions on your love. So, and that's highly presumptuous to think that they have the same values as you do. And sure, growth could be really important to you, but does it have to be important to that other person to love them? I would say if you say yes, you probably have a lot of growth in the area of love to figure out. Okay, so think about it this way. All right, have you ever hung out with um, children for any length of time? I have, uh, my, my background is early childhood. Um, I've had three kids. Uh, I've taught, I can't even tell you how many three-year-olds. So I have hung out with children when Hannah was younger and I've talked about this a lot, so I'm not going to hang out here, but she had, um, uh, well, she still does. Let's face it. She's almost 16 and she spills things. Uh, her spatial awareness is not the same as everybody else's. Um, she just has strengths in other areas. And so when she was little, I, I had to accept that this was her thing, right? Cause being an early childhood professional, I know all the tricks to help children understand, you know, how to be successful at a mealtime. None of them were working. So we reached that awareness of saying, okay, this child, for whatever reason, uh, is going to, this is going to be an issue. So I want to accept her for who she is. And I taught her how to clean up her messes. 
right? So I'm not trying to change her. I am trying to help her understand how to be successful in her environment. You can't just be, you know, making messes all the time and expecting other people to clean it up for you. Okay. How about this? What about our employees? You know, I work with a lot of leaders and um, sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll come and they'll have all of these different complaints. Uh, and what it boils down to is they thought they were hiring somebody for a different skill set, right? Um, you can do your best by putting out the job description. You can do your best by asking great questions on the interview. You can do your best by screening those resumes. But in the end, it's a crapshoot. It's a risk. You just, you know, throw it out there. Hope you have the right person, right? However, do you want to just kick them to the curb or do you want to say, you know what? Uh, can I do some job crafting? Can I, um, you know, recognize that I hear this all the time from teaching teams. You know, one person is usually very task oriented. The other is very people oriented. And so you expect that the, you know, lead teacher is going to do the tasks, the paperwork. They might not have that gifting or that inclination. So could you craft the job so that the job gets done, but it doesn't matter who does which parts of the job? That's accepting somebody for who they are and what they can bring to the table, not forcing them to be something different, but yet also saying, hey, we still need to get the work done, right? Or what about your significant other? Um, you know, do they, do they provide you with unconditional love and support, right? Think about that. Um, so what does that look like to you? Unconditional love and support. You know, you can look up Gary Chapman's five love languages. I think he has one out too about, um, the languages of apology, which is a really good one. Um, I think that there's more to it than just the five. Uh, I know for me, it's not just words of encouragement. It's listening to me, uh, and also supporting my dreams and goals, right? Can you love and accept your significant other for where they're at and still work towards more of what you want. Now, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. That's where a lot of relationships kind of fall through because the people realize like, you know, for whatever reason, we just can't make this work, right? Um, but just ask yourself, instead of sitting there and complaining uh, because you're basing what they're doing on your expectations, ask yourself, how can I accept them for who they are and what they can bring to the table and work towards more of what I want? And what if we, uh, what would happen if we allowed others and ourselves, remember that, to be who they are with no expectations, no judgments, no fixing something that's broken, right? But total freedom to be their unique and beautiful self. I don't know, but I can tell you this, I don't want to. I don't want to fight anymore. I don't want to base my life on expectations for another person. I want to just notice and observe who they are and who they're showing up as right now and accept that and, and then kind of adjust on my end and say, is this something I can put up with right now or do I need to make a change on my end? Right now, I do want to say this one caveat though, um, because I don't think that this is said enough, especially in uh, personal and professional development circles. I am not saying that you should accept abuse, not from your significant other, not from a friend, not from a, a parent, because let's face it, sometimes that happens, especially as adults. 
and definitely not from your boss, okay? If you are in a, a situation where you are speaking up for yourself and things are not changing, that's not, a, that's not an acceptance thing. That's a unhealthy situation, okay? So when I say accept, I'm saying, can you accept your significant other when they don't put the lid on the toothpaste? Can you accept your kid when they don't do their chore, right? I'm not saying, can you accept it when, you know, your, your um, mother lays such a guilt trip on you that it, it puts you into a tizzy, right? So you get to decide what you're going to accept and what you're, you're going to kind of shy away from. That's up to you, okay? All right, well, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. And with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.